Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group, with your hosts, Tim Grady and the wife. Hey, guys. Regarding offshoring, which we all know that term, and we've been playing with that for years now, the new word, uh, the new buzzword, actually, we've only heard it the last uh, maybe 60 days, is reshoring. And that is the fact that uh, jobs that left the country uh, five years ago are coming back for various uh, reasons, everything from the fact that quality uh, wasn't all that cracked up to be in some parts of the world. Uh, the prices were great, but the United States has become more competitive in manufacturing due, thanks to technology. Uh, therefore, paying a little bit more on the domestic side and getting a better product might be better than having poor quality, lower pricing, and losing customers. So that doesn't work well. The uh, second item I'd like to point out to our audience today uh, is Manufacturing Day. Manufacturing Day is October 3rd. It will be the third annual event in 2013. Uh, they had 800, sorry, 273 events throughout the United States. Um, they are expecting this year 1,500 local communities being involved on Manufacturing Day. Matter of fact, some states even have made it uh, Manufacturing Day, or I'm sorry, Manufacturing Month within their states. And the whole idea is to um, bring a local level support to manufacturers across North America, which includes Canada and Mexico, to talk with and uh, host students, teachers, parents, job seekers, and uh, members of the communities, mayors, and other political politicos uh, regarding Manufacturing Day and how important manufacturing is in the United States and uh, the, uh, the co-producers of Manufacturing Day is the manufacturing, the um, uh, Fabricators and Manufacturers Association, the International uh, FMA, the National Association of Manufacturers, which is also known as NAM which we are expecting to have a, a guest on uh, in, on a future show. The Manufacturing Institute, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and many others are involved in this great, great attempt for Americans to stand up and help our country and help manufacturing. So without further ado, uh, I, I see that uh, my wingman is still... Uh, Tiddling along, and he cannot get into the show. Uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce uh, Susan Widmer. And uh, Susan, are you here? Yes, I am. Great, great. Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, thank you for listening to my long, drawn-out uh, tap dance that I've been doing. Uh, Susan, tell us about. Susan, and tell us about uh, what you do, and uh, we can get right into the show. 
Sure, great. Well, first off, I want to thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience. Um, I work for the U.S. Department of Commerce, like you said, for a group called the International Trade Administration. And what we do is we work with companies to help them export their U.S.-made goods and services overseas. Um, so that's our main mission. Uh, we have offices throughout the United States. Um over 100, really, and then we're located in over 70 countries as well. And so our folks, both domestically and internationally, uh, work for the U.S. government, but particularly to work and help U.S. companies um, export those those goods. Um, and to that end, we work mostly with small and medium-sized companies. Uh, the big guys don't need us as much normally, uh, and we have programs in place, a lot of which are free, which is, uh, I think, a great thing to know about if you're not o- already familiar um, we get a lot uh, involved quite a bit with trade counseling, with uh, business matchmaking, providing market intelligence, and we also dabble with commercial diplomacy and advocacy. Um, so I can keep talking, Alu, or if you have specific questions for me, I'm happy to elaborate a little bit more. Um, one thing I do want to mention just real quick is our website, which is the www.export.gov. And on that site, there's just tons and tons of great info for companies that are either just starting out or that uh, have been exporting for years. Um, we delve into a lot of great topics, whether it's logistics or solutions to problems, um, industry-specific information, um, you name it, it's on that site. Um, and so we really strive to, to increase, increase exports, which thereby increase uh, jobs. And uh, Congress mandates that we work with companies uh, that have a 51 U.S. content to those products that are being exported. And so we do focus mainly on the companies as well as having them be more um, export-ready. So if it's a company that's just, just starting out, we'll more likely than not send them off to the Small Business Development Center or to SCORE or another uh, agency or group to assist them with putting together a business plan. We work more with companies that are uh, in, have been in business and, and already have uh, that product and such. Susan, I'd like to uh, suggest that um, we we're having some technical difficulty here, so just bear with me with us for one moment here. Uh, the, uh, I was curious about whether you or your group uh, is familiar with Manufacturing Day in, in terms of promoting manufacturing for export. Are you at all involved in this October 3rd event? Well, we definitely are familiar with the partners that we work with throughout the state. Um, so the New Jersey Manufacturing Sanction Program, um, or whether it's the state of New Jersey or it's the SBA. So we're familiar with a lot of those partner groups. And um, we definitely know about the event on the 3rd, and hopefully we'll have some kind of presence there. Um, we, you know, we work in, in partnerships because our offices are small. We've got two in New Jersey, but we're small, small, small staff. We really count on those partner organizations, and we all collaborate and try to do the best we can to to reach the right audiences and get the word out and assist mm-hmm. assist companies. I do want to make it clear also for our listeners that uh, even though. Uh, not demeaning it, of course, uh, even though we're dealing with you from New Jersey, that all of your locations uh, provide the same uh, services and uh, uh, quality of involvement. Uh, can you go into a little bit about that? 
Absolutely. Yeah, we're located basically in every state, um, and in some states we have uh, multiple locations. Uh, we counsel companies uh, on the phone, but we also are encouraged and, and really enjoy getting out and meeting with companies one-on-one, learning about their products, seeing their facilities, seeing really their vision and what they're interested in accomplishing. Um, you know, anyone who's ventured into exporting, whether it's just reactive from an inquiry or with a real business plan, knows it takes time and energy and effort, and you really have to be dedicated to it long-term. Um, it's well worth it, for sure, but it's something that you have to have have, you know, buy-in from upper management. You have to have um, the right right processes in place and have a good understanding and a good team around you of people to help you. But uh, basically, I'm interchangeable with anyone in the United States uh, in one of our offices. Our trade specialists are there to help. Um, and I really think of ourselves as consultants in a lot of ways. Um, and that's why I enjoy my job so much. Uh, I get to help. I get to work with a company and help them, whether it's just the basics of exporting or really if they're having larger problems, uh, if they've got their goods stuck in some port or they need assistance with uh, some regulations or certifications. Or sometimes when people are starting out, they don't even aren't, they aren't familiar with their HS number or the documentation and go terms. Now, when I say that I'm familiar with exporting, I'd like to think that I know every, you know everything. But to be honest, um, my depth of knowledge de- it depends on the topic, and that's why you really do need a team surrounding you. So I can speak pretty intelligently. I'd like to think on inco terms and um, up and shipping uh, terms and things like that. But then maybe I would pass you on to a freight forwarder. Um, and the same thing when it comes to financing. You know. Speak quite a bit about whether it's open account or large credit or standby, whatever it is, and then you know recommend someone else who's a banker who does that full time. Um, uh, so I'd like to I've, think if I don't know the answer, I can find the answer. Uh, I've been involved in uh, the uh, manufacturing of uh, industrial metals for, for a long, long time. And uh, back in the 70s, uh, I think it was, we uh, participated in disc corporations. And uh, the, the disc was, uh, was a, a wonderful, wonderful tax shelter. Uh, but, of course, the government, I think, thought it was too good, and they wound up doing away with it. Uh, and I know they have FISC now, uh, which uh, is not quite the same as DISC. Do you, do you have any information on any of that or any newer programs where there would be tax uh, uh, benefits to exporters? Sure, sure. You know, it's not my forte, but I'd have to say the IT disc is still around. Um, maybe it's in a different form than in the 70s, um, but it's funny you should bring that up because we are planning on having a seminar, um, working closely with some partners in the fall, um, locally here in New Jersey, on the IT disc um, to, to bring people up to speed and let them know that it's out there and it's available as far as, you know, saving tax, tax dollars. Well, I'd like to, and uh, in uh, manufacturing talk radio, I'd like to participate uh, at whatever level that we can uh, in regards to that uh, right. program coming up. Great, great. So, yeah, it's still in the, we're still forming it, but we'll for sure let you know. Um, the best time to get involved. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be happy to uh, have further discussions with you off air. Okay. Um, and, we, we, and we definitely have ongoing events that happen locally. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our one of the things that we do is with that go, goes along with the trade counseling is educational programs. So we really try to whether we have um, you know a logistics program or a program on dealing with international distributors or uh, you name it. We have things going on throughout the state. As do a lot of our partner organizations. Um, right. In fact, we have a group called our District Export Council. Um, that's an advisory group for for our organization. It's a, a private group that gets together and kind of tells us what they think we should be doing and supports our programs. Uh, we have a new website, www.njdec.org. So NJDEC is how we do you know, everything's an acronym, of course, in the government. <laughs> and so on that site, we're hoping to have a, a really robust calendar that lists all the international events that are happening, not only in Jersey, but maybe also in New York and Philly and things that are close by to give people an overall look. Um, there's some great programs there out there. Well, that's terrific uh, information for the listeners uh, to know that uh, um, the government is actually working for us and everything the government does isn't what's just on CNN and Fox and all the rest of those um, talking head shows. Um, so that's uh, that's good to hear. And again, uh, there's a lot of things that you've already brought up that I'm not familiar with uh, as much as I should be, considering I've been running our business for 40 years, so uh, I've got a lot to learn, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're here today uh, passing on this information. Uh, for the moment, I think I'm getting the signal that uh, we have a uh, commercial break coming up, and uh, when we come back, uh, perhaps uh, Tim will be back online. American Crane and Equipment Corporation in Douglasville, Pennsylvania, is the leader in specialized cranes, hoists, and material handling equipment for industries including aerospace, nuclear, oil and gas, transit, construction, and waste handling. Call 877-877-6778 or visit AmericanCrane.com. And now back to the show. Well, welcome back, uh, everyone, to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Uh, Lou, you're going to have to bring me up to speed here. I was uh, on a technical glitch for 20 minutes. Um, well, yeah, in Houston, we did have a problem. Uh, we, I think we got past it. You're back. I see your shining face as well. Uh, we have Susan online, and we're talking about uh, the things that uh, uh, her agency does. We're talking about manufacturing uh, MFG Day in October. Um, and um, I did want to get back into some export uh, conversation with Susan. Uh, Susan, uh, when I was, uh, and still am, when I was involved in export back in the 70s and 80s, as I was referring to before, um, exporting was a lot more difficult. Uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was terrible. Between letters of credit and dealing with the banks, and, um, and if you made a mistake, you got in trouble. And if you didn't make a mistake, if you didn't I'd do those letter of credit credits exactly as it was uh, printed, even if your name was misspelled, it was a problem. Well, those days, uh, from my perspective, uh, has significantly changed. It's not a whole lot different 
exporting than it is to ship from New York to California. Uh, so you have any thoughts on that? Well, I'd have to say that I would half agree with you. Um, I've been with Commerce for over 20 years now, and you're right. It's definitely things have changed. I think, at least domestically, people are much more open to the idea of exporting and nothing like a couple of reception, recessions, excuse me, to get people looking overseas and really wanting to develop those markets. I think you still can get into trouble if you don't, you know, cross your T's and dot your eyes on letters of credit, and I'd leave that to the bankers to get into more detail on. Um, but I think that there's a lot of options um, and a lot of things that are out there and, and are available have been streamlined. For instance, if you were going to use an export, um, export-import bank uh, insurance plan or working capital guarantee or an SBA, working capital guarantee or export express, one of those programs, the paperwork's a little easier, things are a little bit more um, uh, streamlined, and so the options are out there. Um, I do think the old, you know, you have to go by letter of credit, and that's the only way to do it. Those days have kind of waned a bit, and there are other options out there. Um, but there's still, you know, I still run across people. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that uh, what I'm finding uh, in our business that it's easier today to get a new customer to give you a significant deposit on a custom-made product than it used to be. Okay. They don't like getting involved in letters of credit either. It's just mm-hmm. it's maybe even more difficult in foreign countries than here. And uh, we suggest uh, deposits and some open accounts. And uh, we, in the last three years, we've really had no issues. And, um, you know, you're always worried about turning the customer off by saying, well, we'd like a deposit. Uh, well, we would like a letter of credit and tell them no. Um, they, they're very open to doing uh, cash deposits. So I, I think I that varies quite a bit by industry and by country as well. So right. I think you'll find kind of, at least I found in my dealings, I'll talk to some companies and they say, oh, we only accept being paid in advance. Um, which is an option, and it's definitely the safest. Um, but, you know, I, I always like to say, well, your competitors not, might not be doing that, and that could, you know, you might be losing some business. Maybe you want to look into, you know, the Exxon Bank's insurance program or another avenue. Um, but, yeah, I think that I also have companies that surprise me. They say, oh, we do everything open account because they have the relationships with those distributors overseas that they've built over years, and there's a trust factor. You know, I think people in the U.S. oftentimes, you know, they want to get a deal done, they want to sit down, and they just want to shake hands and have it over with. And overseas, a lot of times, it doesn't work that way. You need to build the relationship. They want to know about your family. They want to take you to dinner. They want to see you. They want to have that trust built. Um, And so I think that's one thing that I would let people know that it's important to, to... do some traveling if you can. Um, and that's one thing that we do have a great service. One of our best services, I would say, is our gold key service, which is a business matchmaking service. So if I have a company that approaches me and says, I really want to find a distributor in Germany, let's say. Um, I, we have a number of offices in Germany, and I would start a conversation with our colleagues over there, and they would do a search. They would do a customized search for the company um, and set up appointments for them um, on a per-day fee. 
So there is a it is customized search, so we do charge a nominal fee for it. But what happens is then the company can fly to Germany, hit the ground, be accompanied to a number of appointments that are pre-vetted and pre-selected for them, um, and it gives them an opportunity, you know, to build those relationships to make those contacts in person. Um, so we do have services like that as far as, and we also have services that are free. Um, if you are looking for market intelligence, um, we do market research reports that are written by our overseas folks in country. Um, and just to dovetail on that thought, I always like to tell people, you know, if you're traveling or you know, say you're really not interested in our services at the moment, but you're going to be overseas, I always say you should uh, reach out and talk to the industry person in country. Um, you know, it's, it's basically a cup of coffee, and they work for the U.S. government, and they're there to help you. So they can sit down and tell you about the market and, and maybe provide some really great information for you. Um, and I think people forget that we're there and we're there to help. And Susan, you have topics, I'm sorry, you have offices, how many offices around the U.S.? We have over 100 throughout the United States. So in New Jersey, for instance, we've got two. Um, in New York, we've got about five. Okay. Um, and and then overseas as well, we've got, we're in about 70 countries. So for instance, in China, we've got six offices in China. Um, some countries were not as represented where there's not as much commercial activity, but we do have what we call partner posts. So let's say you really want to go to Madagascar. Well, we don't have a commercial specialist in-house in there, but the State Department we work very closely with, and they can assist as well. I really want to go to Bali. Uh, do you happen to have any assistance there? I'll give you some sunscreen. That's what I can have that I can offer. <laughs> now, I see you've got the Discover Global Markets Forum coming up. Do the other offices have similar events coming up throughout the year that our listeners need to be aware of? You know, the Discover Global Markets um, series is really exciting for us. It's, uh, we're doing seven across the country this fiscal year, um, actually this calendar year, let's say. And um, we have some great topics being covered. And what these are are usually two-day events where we bring in our overseas folks. Um, it's a seminar series, but it's also one-on-one -on -one uh, appointments that you can make with our folks from overseas. Um, and so we have a greater market, greater, excuse me, Discover Global Markets, Greater China, coming up in New York City, October 7th and 8th. Um, but we have a number of other ones going on around the country. We've got one covering the free trade agreements, um, countries that's happening in Detroit in uh, September. We've got one um, covering the Americas in Charlotte, North Carolina, coming up later on in October. Um, and also one covering Sub-Saharan Africa and an industry one that is covering the healthcare and life sciences out in Minneapolis in November. And all of this can be found, again, on our, our website, which is the export.gov. But if you wanted to get more specific, it's export.gov slash discover global markets. Um, and we really encourage people who are interested in those particular areas. It's a great way to meet a lot of people in one location. We're going to have great networking events surrounding the two days and, and, a, and an ability to speak also with peers. Um, we shoot for about 300. I think the last couple that we've had, we've had about 300 people attending. Um, so it's a, a fairly large event um, with some good press and also some uh, the feedback that we've gotten has been great, especially when it comes to the one-on-one. One appointment. I think people really appreciate having being able to sit down with our um, senior commercial officers from overseas to discuss their issues and, and uh, what they want to achieve in country. 
Susan, I'd like to share with you a, a, a personal story that uh, we had when we were involved with the uh, Paris Air Show a couple of years ago. And uh, we actually uh, appeared two Paris Air Shows uh, ago. And um, we got involved with uh, the, the, the trade, U.S. Uh, commerce, and they virtually gave us a turnkey uh, trade show uh, uh, program. And they did everything. They couldn't do enough for us. Uh, they were extremely helpful. Uh, it, 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 it gave me new faith in the government that I felt as so, wow, these people are really, they're nice. They're, they're not trying to take money out of your pocket. Sorry, Washington, I had to say that. Uh, but it was really terrific. It was great. It was a fabulously run uh, program. And I did it two uh, air shows in a row uh, in Paris. And uh, if it wasn't for the fact that Paris is so expensive, uh, we might still be doing those. But uh, as you know, Paris is not one of the... Uh, it's not one of the islands in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> Tim? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you had such a great experience. I think we've got some great people overseas that work for the government, and we get very involved with trade uh, trade events both domestically and internationally. Uh, in fact, um, domestically, I know we have a lot of certified trade shows that we promote and support, and what happens at those is our commercial um, specialists from overseas will bring buyer delegations to those shows. Um, and it's a great opportunity if you're exhibiting to have people come by your booth and you can set up prearranged appointments with them. Um, and it's a, it's a great way uh, for us to, to connect at a trade show. What better place where everyone in your industry is there most times, depending on the show and such. Um, but uh, I know even in just New York, we, we get involved with, um, whether it's the Inter International Franchise Expo, we get involved, just named few, like the Paris Air Show, we do Farnborough with Airspace, um, the Frankfurt Book Fair. I mean, you name the industry, we, uh, we usually have either a presence or are aware of it and try to promote as much as we can. I'd like to ask you a question about the uh, China event, the Greater China event, and you're going to be having a, a function there. Um, everyone's complaining about the goods coming in from China. I, I presume that you're talking about American manufacturers exporting to China? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, the program is set up, um, and all of the uh, Discover Global Markets are set up, Those the programs to promote uh, U.S. products being exported overseas. Um, and China, as you know, you know, that's a very, very large market. It has some challenges. Um, you know, I've never um, – I always let people know there are some challenges. There are things that you need to know about, whether it's um, intellectual property issues or – um, whatever. There's other things that you need to be aware of, but this is uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to learn a lot more about the market and, like I said, meet with uh, the specialists one-on-one. -on -one. And a lot of them do have industry specializations. So, let's say the Guangzhou specialist also deals in autos. If, if you are an auto person, we're going to try to match you up with them so that you can have an honest conversation with them about the market and what's, what the potential is. Um, 
It's, uh, it's going to be an exciting program. We've done a number of them in the past. There was a, a program in Raleigh, North Carolina just last year um, that was quite a success. And so it's, it's, it's an exciting pro- prospect and program. Susan, you had mentioned earlier that there are other ways to finance trade, but did we go into those for our listeners? You know, quickly I did mention a couple. Um, Really, we work with our partners, that's the SBA um, and Exim Bank. Uh, SBA has, and they both have representatives that cover the New Jersey area, and also the United States. There's people that you can talk to no matter where you're located in the U.S. Um, But if you were to go to www.sba.gov slash international, and then for Exim, it's just exim.gov, exim.gov, those are two great sites um, that really dive into the specifics. But they have working capital guarantees. They've got um, Exim does an insurance program. I think it's fantastic. A lot of people don't realize it's out there and available. Um, Like I said, when someone comes to me and says, oh, I get paid up front, I'm like, well, you know, there's other options. If you insure your receivables, you can extend um, the terms and, you know, give your buyer some extra time and you're covered. Um, So those kind of programs are really great. And uh, the Exim and SBA are, are fantastic partners when it comes to financing financing options um and they don't work like they're they're not lending you the money what they're doing is they're guaranteeing a bank to lend you the money so the bank has no reason to say no because they'll cover 90 percent of of the transaction uh susan we did have uh natalia olson on uh i think a week ago from the sba and uh she even told us uh, about a product that uh, i never heard of before where the SBA actually will help your foreign customer get financing to buy the goods from you. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's true, that's, I know. That's amazing. But fun, right? That's, yeah, that's great. How do I get in on <laughs> Now, there's some paperwork involved. I mean, it's oh, not just paperwork. okay. <laughs> well, they do need to, I think, and, and she's obviously the expert and not myself, but right. they, need to, they definitely need to make sure that it's a legit company and that, you know, that it's on the up and up. So. Yeah, but I, I, again, I thought it was uh, an amazing product, and uh, she and I are actually going to have some further conversations about that in terms of uh, our other business, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting uh, getting together with her sometime during the month of uh, August, uh, and perhaps you and I can get together as well uh, at, uh, at some point to talk about some of these other uh, aspects that we would like our listeners to know more about in the future. Uh, Tim? Yeah, I think uh, I'm looking at export.gov, Susan, and I just want to share with our listeners from my neophyte perspective, the real trick is export.gov, not trade.gov, even though, Susan, your email, I think, says trade.gov. It looks like there's some terrific stuff, including an export basics, uh, kind of a primer to walk people through what they need to do. Is that right? Absolutely. There's a book called The Basic Guide to Exporting that you can download or read chapter by chapter. That's free. There's also some good archived webinars that you can take a look at that are free that I'll go through the basics. Um, The website, I I, um, try when someone has a question to lead them directly to what they're looking for because it has so much. I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. people can get a little lost, but better that than the other way around. It's really a great resource. 
it, it clearly looks like it is. And I think before we get a wrap up the show here, Susan, we're going to take a 60 or 90 second commercial break here, and then we'll be back with Manufacturing Talk Radio. We use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express. The rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.COM. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.COM. It's no secret that manufacturers are having trouble filling jobs. Now, with ThomasNet's new job board, help is on the way. For manufacturers, ThomasNetJobs.com is the go-to resource to recruit new talent. Post your jobs and get in front of thousands of potential employees. Or, if you're looking for a new job or you want to reinvent yourself, ThomasNetJobs.com offers exciting opportunities from the shop floor to the C-suite in supply chain management, engineering, production, or sales. Remember, and let's give a quick shout out to All Metals and Forge Group, your best source for open die forgings and seamless rolled rings in alloy, carbon, stainless and tool steels, nickel, aluminum, titanium, copper, you name it, they can do it. If you want to learn more, simply visit their website, steelforge.com, or send us a request for quote. Our sponsor for today's show, All Metals and Forge Group. And now back to the last 10 minutes of the show. And soon I'm looking at uh, the uh, export, uh, I'm sorry, a basic guide to exporting, the book itself. And we're speaking with Susan Widmer here from uh, the Department of Commerce. And uh, that looks like it's a whopping $7.99 in its electronic version. That's a pretty good investment. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a terrific way for people to get the uh, the basics. I also understand, Susan, and I don't know if it was your statistic or Natalia's statistic, that said 80 or 85 percent of the world consumers are outside the United States. Have I got my numbers right? I think it might be even higher. Um, but you know what? I, I love stats, and I, I love uh, letting people know that they should look internationally. But you do have to think about, are those individuals able to purchase your product? Um, you know, there's some products that you really do have to have a mature market to be selling to. Um, you have to look at a lot of factors, I guess, is my point, when you're looking overseas. It's just not the number of people in a country. It's, you've got to look at how they're developed and how they're... Um, how the systems work and, and such to have a good understanding of whether you can even get your product in. Um, but it's, it's actually, it's very correct. And, you know, New Jersey in 2013 exported $36.5 billion worth of merchandise. Um, and so that's a large piece, a pretty large number. So I'd say if people aren't focusing on international and selling overseas, maybe they should be because there's a market out there probably for your products. And, of course, Canada is our largest trading partner for New Jersey. Um, so. And, Susan, is part of the service that your folks provide helping the manufacturer understand whether or not they have a marketable product in a particular country or countries? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a number of ways of doing that. We can look at some statistics to see where products that are like theirs are currently being exported to from the United States. 
there's a way of uh, taking a look at the market research, and also we definitely tap into our folks overseas to see what they think. Um, so there are a lot of different avenues as far, as far as doing your homework, which I would suggest you know, to any company that's interested in pursuing a new market, really do your homework to understand. And because you, you've got to figure out what, what's the tariff rate, what's you know, the landed cost of getting your goods to the country. Um, is it even possible? What's the price point? You know, all those, all those pieces matter. So right. doing your homework and putting the time in is, is an important piece of it. And certainly that homework piece, it sounds like uh, your offices assist manufacturers with kind of walking through that process. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. We let them know what's available. We can provide a lot of information. I mean, at the end of the day, it is the company that has to take steps and, and put some time and energy into it, but we definitely can give them the resources and information to make um, uh, an educated decision. There is, uh, excuse me a moment, Tim, there is one uh, type of product that the listeners need to be cautioned about in regards to shipping overseas, and we've had some experience with it uh, in the past, and that is uh, strategic materials going to not-so-nice countries, and uh, some of the products need to have uh, certain export licenses and so on, and and that's, I found that that's not an easy process or a friendly process. Uh, there may be a better way than to do it than we've been doing it, but we do have those issues, and I just wanted to point out that some materials uh, are uh, security issues, and you need to really check into that, because I've heard it told there's no forgiveness when you don't know the law. I, I, I second that, and that could be an entire hour or more show <laughs> in addition. <laughs> but yeah, it's super important People don't realize, oh, I'm only shipping my chair. I won't need a license. Well, you know, it's not just the product. It's the country, and it's also who you're selling it to. So you are regulate. You are bound by the Bureau of Industry Security, the Export Administration regulations. Um, if, it's, if it's military, you have ITAR issues. There's the State Department. There's a lot of things that you have to be aware of, and you're correct. If they come knocking on your door, ultimately you're responsible. You can't just say, oh, I didn't know. It doesn't, that doesn't fly. Um, so it's important to have a good understanding, and we can for sure get people information. Now, we are not the Bureau of Industry and Security. We're the International Trade Administration, so my help only goes so far, unfortunately, but I can start and start the process and at least let them know where to get the information and, and kind of get the basics down. Yeah, I will say, Susan, however, that having a guide such as yourself, is incredibly helpful to a manufacturer because the the big conundrum is where do I start, who do I talk to, I, I don't think I can do this on my own, therefore I will do nothing. And what they really want to do is export and find a pathway to a new revenue stream they don't have today. And I think you folks do that. And I also, do you still have the program where your folks overseas help the manufacturer here find a distributor or rep there? Absolutely. That was our gold key service I mentioned earlier, but we also can provide a list. So let's say you really don't want to go to Bali. 
Well done. Throw that out. Our folks can look for you and provide a list, um, and that's a research list that's customized just for you, um, and it's you know kept confidential just for you. Um, and that's definitely a, a program that we do. And we do background checks. So if you do find a partner and you're not quite sure if they're good or they're legit, um, it's, it's similar to a Dun & Bradstreet but plus. Um, that our folks will perform and uh, give you information on that partner. Yeah, and it's, I think it's important to know that you're not alone, that we are there, but also you should have a team around you. You should have a banker that understands international, first off, not just someone who's down at your street corner bank. You need to find someone who understands international transactions, a freight forwarder that you trust and, and like, if that's the route that you want to go, um, a lawyer that can, you know, that is looking at your contracts. It's not stuff that you should just take boilerplate and sign off on a distributor. You know, an exclusive distributor in some countries means that they're an employee, and it's a hard thing to get out of. So all these little intricate pieces matter, and it's good to have a team that can help you with that. Yes, and I think in the uh, Back to Different Future, we're going to have some of those folks on the show, but you do make some very valid points. Having a banker who understands international, uh, it may well not be the banker you're using today. Mm-hmm. So I would agree that that's, that's critically important as well as these other players. So, again, here's an opportunity for our listeners to come back to the show and listen to the podcast and pick out some of these these uh, golden nuggets of information that Susan has shared with us so that they can, can get a, a review. Now, Susan, just to wrap up, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we hit the end of the show? Well, one thing is export.gov slash New Jersey. You'll be able to find information on my office and the office down in Lawrenceville, the two offices in New Jersey that work with companies. But really, uh, if I could leave anyone with anything, it'd be that the U.S. government has people who are here to assist you with exporting your U.S.-made goods and services, and the www.export.gov site is a great resource. And uh, reach out and talk to us. We're happy to help. That's great. I did click on locations, and I see all the domestic offices listed here. And you can even enter your zip code, and it'll tell you what your office is. So it's really not terribly difficult to wind your way through it. Uh, I know, Lou, you have shared that, that you had a very positive experience at the Paris Air Show. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we close out this topic? Uh, no, I already used that story, and uh, I think you might have been uh, off air flip-flopping around there for a while. Uh, so I did. Uh, we did relate that story about uh, the Paris Air Show and what a great job uh, the Department of Commerce did for us. So uh, regarding uh, uh, the show and the wrap-up, I just wanted to point out a couple of things. Uh, uh, one, the uh, show will be on our podcast at 3 p.m. Eastern. Standard Time for those of you who did not hear the whole show or if you'd like to hear it again or uh, it, it will be up by 3 p.m. Eastern Time uh, which is one hour after one hour from now approximately uh, if you want to send us any comments suggestions uh, suggestions of uh, potential guests or even if you yourself would like to be a guest if you have a, um, a story that would aid our uh, uh, listeners and that would help them in their businesses that email address is info at mfgtalkradio.com 
We love the communication. We love the emails. We respond to everybody. Um, Tim, take it, take it away. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. And Susan, we certainly want to thank you for being our guest today. Again, Susan Widmer, Director, Northern New Jersey Export Assistance Center. Thank you for all the information you shared with our listeners. Thank you, Thank you Susan. so much for having me. It, it's, been a, it, it's been a real pleasure, and there's a ton of great information there, uh, not just in the show, but at export.gov. We certainly encourage you to go there. And we will be talking soon again. Uh, there's some further information I'd like to uh, discuss with you, and perhaps we can have you on at another time in the future. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio, and that wraps us up for this Tuesday show. You've been listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture right here in America, or in some cases, export around the world. With your hosts, Tim Grady and Lou White, brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.